We ready? Yep. Hello, people. Welcome to the number one show in the, the world. Popcats universe. <laughs> it's the Rock Show. The rock Show. Episode 53. And today... 53. This is Run DMC. Run DMC. And uh, they had quite the history. Yes. It's going to be the last uh, real show of, the, of, of um, Black History Month. Is this the right show of Black History? Who we have? We have the tweet show with Two Bob, on Bob Marley. Marley. We have Prince. And now we got Run DMC. Run DMC. Um, so... Good. So, Rum DNC is an American hip-hop group from Holland's Queen, New York. Holland's Queens, Queens, see? Queens. Yeah, you're Queens. a Queens guy. What do yep. you got to say about, uh, hey, about Rum DNC? I mean, they were originators in all that whole thing. Yeah. Um, a lot of interesting stuff that I didn't know. I, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll point that out. They, you know, I definitely got to hand it to them with a, lot of, with a lot of things. They really were the first of the firsts, really, of so many, you know, with that genre. Um, Jason Mizell. Okay, who was known as uh, Jam Master J. Yeah. Daryl McDaniels, who Darryl was DMC. McDaniel. Yeah. And Joseph Simmons, the younger brother of Russell Simmons. Yeah. Joseph was Ron. You know okay. what DMC stands for, well, right? De- DeLorean Motor Company. Uh, uh, also stood for... Um, Devastating uh, Mike Controller. Devastating Mike Controller. And yeah. I think it's in... What song is it? Is it in, in King of Rock? I'm the King of Right? I think in there he says, like, it stands for, like, uh, Dirty Mostly Clean. Dirty Mostly Clean, Something like yeah. that. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> I think it's that song. But in the late 70s, uh, Joseph Simmons was turned on to hip-hop by his uh, older brother, Russell, who was now becoming, like, a, a hip-hop promoter at that point. He was actually the manager of Curtis Bro. Yeah, Curtis Bro. Yep. He was managing him, and I think involved with getting, trying to get his own label together and all yeah. that. Yep. And Joseph basically was doing some early DJing. Um, he DJed for Curtis Blow a couple of times, and he went by the name DJ Run. Yep. Okay. Now, he had a friend, Daryl McDaniels, who was really like, uh, he wasn't into music. He was a sports jock type. Yeah, he was okay. an athlete. Yeah, you know. You know? And, uh, but he was starting to get into DJing a little bit. A lot of people were doing that in those days. And yeah. Joseph said, listen, you know, uh, let's go down to uh, do some rapping and get into that, you know. And they started rapping. Um, but he began writing lyrics because he was afraid to, this is McDaniels, he was, yeah. he was afraid to perform in public. Yeah. So he would yeah, write everything fast. down. Yeah. yeah. And his name was Easy D. That's the yep. name he used first. Yep. Now, there's a, in Hollis, Queens, there's a park called Two-Fifths Park. Yeah, all right. They did a lot of stuff there. That's where they had a lot of the early rap and hip hop guys. And you know, we say hip hop now like it was always a word. It wasn't. They, no. In the '80s, you didn't hear that word until maybe the very end of the '80s. They were with the devil. We know how they were categorized on the R&B. They would put R&B, R&B and then rap became a, 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 yeah. a name. But hip hop, that kind of they, they throw it back now towards these guys, yeah. but they never called themselves hip hop. That word no, didn't exist. They never exist called themselves hip hop. Yeah. Now, in even, this, even when they did um, the first MTV show, Yo MTV Raps, they didn't even call it hip hop. Yeah, no, the word, the word wasn't in use. Yeah, you know what hip hop was trying to be used when VH1 came. They had like the hip hop honors and stuff like that. That's when it really started changing. Well, it was more in the '90s with hip hop. Early, early '90s, late '80s, yeah. I think. You yeah. know. Um, now, in this Two Fifths Park, what they used to do is they would have everything from break dancing yeah. to. Uh, DJing and then the DJs would compete with each other with all the scratching yeah. and all that shit that they did. Um, now, that's where they met Jason Mizell. 
Yes. Okay. Now he was a going by the name of Jazzy Jace. Yep. Okay. And he was known for his break dancing skills. Yep. And his clothes. He was like a for, in the forefront, like that look that Run DMC had with the gold with, chain, with the gold the chains, shirt, and, and the, the Adidas with no no laces. That was all him. Yeah. He designed that. Uh, now these three guys would become good friends. Yeah. All right. But uh, what they used to do is like Joseph and, and Daryl would rap, <coughs> excuse me, rap in front of Jay while he breakdanced. Yeah. Okay. So it was like a whole big you know show going yeah. on. You know, in that park they used to do that. Uh, now Russell Simmons was having a lot of success managing Curtis Blow at that point. Yeah. And he got a a chance for his brother Joe to get. Um, as, who's being known at that point as Run. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they got him a chance to record a single. Now, the single was called Street Kid. Yeah. Uh, it really didn't go anywhere. It kind of bombed. It was a bag of shit. It was a bag of shit. It was a bag of shit. Bag of shit. But, you know, it, it, didn't, it didn't destroy his confidence. No. He was, he, he, was, he, was mo- he was motivated to continue. And uh, he wanted to rap again, but this time with, with Daryl. Okay. Yeah. And Russell, at first, who was basically in charge of these recording sessions, uh, didn't didn't like the way DMC would, D- who would be known as DMC yeah. Daryl rap. He didn't like his style. Um, but in 1982, they had already graduated high school and, and they, they were, were going they were going to college. Uh, Run and Daryl were uh, eager to record again as a duo, but they would add their friend Jason Mizell. Okay, really now he was the... going by the name of Jam Master Jay. Yeah. And I think it was, like I said, his, his style yeah. and everything, like you say, with the chains and yeah. the, the sneakers and everything. That was when Russell realized, okay, we kind of got something. Yeah. Okay. Now, Russell would insist that Daryl change his name to DMC. Yeah. Okay. So you had Run was Joseph. You had Jam Master J was, 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 uh, was Jay, right? He yeah. was Jam Master J. And then Daryl became DMC. And it stood for Russell's favorite car company, which was the DeLorean Motor Company. Yeah. And other things. Yeah. Now, the group hated the name, believe it or not. Yeah. At first. They, they didn't want to use it. They wanted to use names like the Dynamic 2 or the Treacherous 2. No, that sounds horrible. It Run sounds D. horrible, too. But Run they wanted D. to have, like, a, you know, a tough-sounding kind yeah. of name. Um, but eventually, they just agreed to it. But when you look at the name Run DMC, you're like, wow, that's so unique. And it, like, it flows through the mouth, Run DMC. Yeah, it does. If you say the two, whatever. Treacherous the, two. The Treacherous two is like, you know, nah. Fuck. Well, the Treacherous two sounds like a backup. Yeah. Yeah, Run DMC and the Treacherous two. Yeah. You know, something like that. Um, but now, Joseph, like I said, was, a visual, was officially DJ Run, okay? Now, later, uh, they would say sometimes DMC stood for devastating mic controller yeah okay but late in 83 they were able to get signed to profile records yeah and they released a single called it's like that and the b-side was sucker mcs that's a great song yeah yeah it's like this it's the first it's the first that's the way yeah that was great and sucker mcs was actually the first like diss song yeah where they started just like right now it would make number 15 on the r&b charts that single uh, didn't kind of make any splash yet in the pop yeah. world, but number 15 in the R&B. Now, they performed this single on a show called uh, New York Hot Tracks. Now, I remember this I show. I remember New York yeah, Hot Tracks. Yeah, I remember track. that. Yeah. It, was, it was hosted by WKTU Carlos De Jesus, yeah. right? And basically, uh, it, 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 it jump-started their career, that yeah. going on that show. 
and it, it got them to be able to uh, make their self-titled first album called Run DMC. Run DMC. Okay. And that got released March 27th, 1984. It was produced by Russell Simmons and Larry Smith. And uh, it was considered a much more aggressive kind of rap album yeah. than anything that ever been recorded. But the thing is, he um, it was mixed with a little, a lot of guitar, a lot of things, yeah. a lot of scratching. But it wasn't like your normal like um, rap beats or your normal no. hip hop. This was like very hard, like the, almost yeah. like metal, like metal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if rap. you if you take two albums, listen to uh, any well anything by say Grandmaster Flash, yeah. and then throw on this first Run DMC album. And you'll just see a different generation starting, yeah. okay? They were forceful, the way they, they sang the lyrics, rapped the lyrics. You had a, uh, a, you know, there was guitars, there was, there was uh, like, they were trying to break into the rock world as yeah. well as the rap world. Yeah. They wanted the best of both. They wanted the best of both. And, and they actually did do it. You know what's funny? They were one of the um, first um, actually real rap video on MTV. Yeah. And I yeah. think yeah, I think it was something something box was the uh, first rock box rock, rock, rock box was the first, was the first yeah. yeah was the first and, rap video ever and played. they were heavy on MTV like they played it so much on MTV it was like amazing how much they brought on MTV and I remember other video like it's tricky yeah that got it's played tricky, like with with Penn and Teddy and mm-hmm. the thing and yep. while the, and while this is happening they were also um, you started seeing groups like the Fat Boys you started seeing well LA they were on Def Jam. Okay, yeah, which was Russell Russell yeah. Simmons' label. And you even saw the Beastie Boys, Public Enemy, yep. all these groups, and they, all these groups were, were starting out because uh, they saw Run DMC and they were like, you know what? Yep, we can fucking do this. We could do. We it. could be the next group. And actually, a lot of good groups came out of all this thing. That that, that early DMC. that early generation of rap, I'll always tip my hat to. Oh, that was okay. Great. Uh, it's kind of like. Uh, maybe around the time, like we're saying, like when it became hip hop, that's yeah. when I kind of started to tune out. You know, but that's really when the black sheep started coming out, um, nice and smooth, and all that other stuff. That's Onyx, when it started changing. Stuff, Onyx, uh, yeah. That's when it started changing for hip hop, especially with like the album, the Chronic, and all that yeah. stuff coming yeah. That was a, okay. the next generation. They it never was, called it rap. It started calling it, it hip hop. Hip hop. Yeah. Now, uh, again, just so you understand, the first album you had, it's like that, Hard Times, Rock Box, and uh, that would make it to number fifty-three. Yeah. Okay, on the Billboard Top 200 charts, that album. Now, the fashion sense that they had was like a street look. Oh, very street um, look. And it was different from the rappers that were before. Yeah. When you look at like Grandmaster Flash, guys like that, they were wearing like leather, bare chested yeah. tops, and it was more like a disco yeah, kind disco of thing. Yeah, it was disco. You know, left over from that. Yeah. But this was this was a tougher street look. Uh, the Kangol hats. Yeah, the Kangol hats. Right, the and, gold and, and chains, chains, the black shirts. Now, you know what they, uh, the no, you know what the no laces thing, man, right? What? Well, when you're in jail, they don't oh, give you shoelaces so you don't hang yourself. Yeah, yes, that's okay? right. So it was referencing that. Yeah. Now there's a line in My Adidas yeah. where he says, "My Adidas only bring good news." And then it's not used for felony shoes. Shoes. Okay, so you know, they were talking about that. Now, um, it all came from Jam Master J. He, yeah. he, he basically invented that. Now, Russell liked it and insisted, you guys got to all look like that. Yeah, be, like, be a match. Everybody had a match. You know what's the funny? They're actually the first rap group to get actually an endorsement deal. Yeah. 
Adidas eventually Adidas. would do that. Yeah, no, what I'm going to talk the, about what that. Was the, what was how much did they give him? $1.6 million. And that, that would be in a few years. Think yeah. about that in that time. That's yeah, like that 30 years ago. Yeah, but think was, about how much money that is. When you talk about one point, that's like almost... That's just, like just, to wear, economy, just, just to wear yeah. Adidas. That's almost like $100 million, if you think about it. Today? With the, with the, today. Probably. That's pretty much what it would well, be. 50, yeah. Because it's just that much money. But yeah. well, like a million dollar back then. How many people got a million dollar back then? Not many. Not even baseball players were getting paid that much. Other than no. Reggie Jackson was the only one that was the first. He was one of the first million dollar million players. Million dollar players, yeah. yeah. Now, the King of Rock album, uh, which is like my favorite. Album. Yeah, that's okay. a great album. That would, that would come out in 1985. And uh, it saw even more of a fusion of rock and rap than they yeah. did on the first album. Um, you had the title track, King of yeah. Rock. You had uh, Can You Rock Like Rock It Like This. You, and my one of my favorites that I actually threw it on today for yeah. the first time in a lot of years is You Talk Too Much. You Talk Too Much. That's, I, I always like that. I, like I always that, like that one. That video was great, too. It was funny with all the girls and everything. But yeah. you want to hear the thing about the first um, Run DMC album? It actually went gold. Yes. So it was a commercial success of the back. Well, no, the, f- the first, the first one know? was. The second one was even bigger. It was even bigger, yeah. Because yeah, that actually, I think, made a platinum. Well, know? on that one, they uh, they actually got to play Live Aid. That's how oh, big yeah, they were. Oh, yeah, that's right. They did okay? play Live Aid. And the album would make it to number 52 in Billboard only, but it made number 12 on the R&B yep. chart. So, you know, R&B, which was basically anything black at that point, yeah. didn't have to be... Traditional R and B, you had rap was thrown in there too. Yeah. They didn't have rap categories back then. No, they didn't that. have. They didn't know what to They didn't know what to make it. There, but these yeah. guys, like when you look at them, were they really rap? Yeah, they. Yes, yes, they rhyme, but they were very like hardcore rock and roll in a way. They weren't like they, the they You know, the the early stuff that they did, like I said, they were mixing both. They would have, you know, guitar licks, rapping over it. I mean, the Beastie Boys. We're kind of doing that yeah, in some Mr. ways Boy too. Did that too. The you know, Mr. Boy was the uh, white run DMC pretty much. They were friends. They were friends. You know, uh, I, I told you I saw them in one of those tours in Madison Square Garden. I, 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 I want to get to that, okay? Because we're going to talk about that tour coming yeah. up. You know, um, in the summer of '85, they did Live Aid. They, yeah. Were they the only rap band to play? I, I got think, a feeling. I think so you know, I, I can't think. Of anybody I, I can't think anybody else at that it. point. Now, the group was also featured in the film Crush Groove in Crush 1985. Yeah, that, was a, that was a funny and, movie. Yeah, it was. And it was basically a fictionalized, the plot was a fictionalized story about Russell Simmons' rise how through began, rap yeah. and, and how he got his record company and all that. Did you ever see the one where the fat boys go yeah. to Sapporo? Yep, 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 yep. Oh, <laughs> that's just hilarious. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> they're in the Sapporos. They don't eat pizza. They like tons of pizza. They went, you know what's funny? Yeah. If you ever went to Sapporo, 34th oh, yeah. the bake the, the breakfast was all you can eat. You would pay yeah. like... Yeah. Had something like eight bucks, and it was a it was a massacre. Well, of was nasty pizza. Was it was horrible. No, but this was the breakfast. That wasn't you, even a pizza. You it could, was so funny. You need Sabaros if you wanted to clean yourself out. Oh, man. It was horrible, <laughs> man. I can't eat that, man. <laughs> oh my yeah. god! That now, scene. In, in in Crush Groove, okay, you had uh, Curtis Blow. The Fat Boys were in it. All right, LL Cool LL J. LL Cool J. New edition, the Beastie yeah. Boys, yeah. and Sheila E. Sheila E. Yeah, was in the, it too. It so the, Prince, a, the Prince protege. Well, yeah, right. yeah. Uh, I remember that. That movie was a big movie. Well. It, yeah. it made a lot of money. That movie, and it was kind of the first, you know, rap movie, and it showed the industry that they could make money with. This, yeah, because then they came out with those um, Beat remember, Street, Beat Street, and, all that and uh, yeah. Breaking, Breaking, and Breaking Two. They were shit. They were shit. <laughs> 
The only thing that was cool is that some of them were shot around. Yeah. Here, so you're kind of like, oh, yeah, I know that yeah. spot or whatever. That, that's you know? the only thing that yeah. was good about yeah. it. You know. Now, um, they were riding high in 85, but in 86, they collaborated with producer Rick Rubin. All right. And this would be for the third album, the monster album, Raising Hell. Raising Hell okay. was a fantastic and, album. And uh, this album would go double platinum, and it would make it to number three in the charts. Yeah. That okay, was so it was a big album. hit. Yeah. Now, everything, that whole album sold basically based on Walk This Way. Yeah. All right. Now, what was Walk This Way? Walk This Way was an Aerosmith song, and from the early 70s, I think 73 or 74. And they were originally going to just kind of rap over samples of the song. Yeah. But Rick Rubin said, no, uh, let's get the actual band in here, that was Aerosmith, and uh, we'll recut it, you'll give guitar solos, have them in it, backing vocals and everything, and yeah. we'll, we'll do it over the real music. Yeah. You know? So it was kind of like innovative to do something yeah. like that. And uh, Aerosmith was a good pick because at that point they weren't doing shit. No. They were like gone. They, you know, they were dealing with drug habits and they weren't selling any records. So it was kind of like a way to rejuvenate them and they jumped on it right away. Yeah. You know, now. And actually, this version went higher than the original one. I think it did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It did. yeah it did. I think it did a little bit. Uh, now, Ruben insisted on bringing in Steven Tyler and Joe yeah. Perry. So. Uh, they would do this full cover version and it would be one of the biggest hits of the 1980s. Yeah. It would get to number four, okay, in yeah, the Hot 100 huge. charts. And uh, also the other big song on that album was My Adidas. Yeah, My uh, Adidas. That was a good okay. song too. And that, based on that song, got them the endorsement you yep. just mentioned. Yep. $1.6 million. Million dollars. You want to hear something funny? They were also one of the first rap group nominated for a Grammy also. Yes. You know that? Yes. Not too many people. And I guess they put them in the R&B category, I guess. Yeah, they didn't have right? a hip-hop category no. or anything then. Uh, they put them in the R&B. I think they realized that they'd have to come up with a category yeah. soon. You know? Um, and here's another interesting... You know, in the Rolling Stone... Top 100 are the greatest artists of all time. Where guess where Run DMC is? Just estimate a guess. 50 something? 48. 48. They wow. one of the greatest acts of all time. And to well, be 48, you know, they, they were, you know what? They were pioneers. That's what I was just going to say that word. They, they, they are pioneers uh, in that genre. Um, they had something to say, yeah. they said it well, yep. their messages were good. They were mostly, you know, anti-violence. They weren't talking and, about and, bitches and this and that. They were no, they talking about hanging that, out and yeah, getting drunk or Yeah, it was hanging out, getting, getting wasted yeah. or, or talking about their clothes and some oh, experiences. Oh, a little bit of street tricky. hustling. It's you know, but it, but it wasn't... Rock, rock, rock. It's, tricky. Tricky. it's tricky. Yeah, yeah. That was great. Yeah, I mean, they, they were just, you know, the early days of hip-hop, it was just fun to listen yeah. to some of it, okay? Uh, it, it became different later on and... Yeah. East versus the West and all yeah. that nonsense. But it became more like gangster rap. That's exactly. Right. That's what it would be. Exactly. And, and Run DMC really weren't about that. No. No. But, uh, but even MC Hammer was a little bit like that, that to the point that when he did take out the gangster rap album, it was so cold. It was, it was yeah, because he was like too straight to too do something like to quit. that. Too legit to quit. Yeah, remember that? <laughs> I was just going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Can't stop this With those pants and everything Fucking GD pants, GD motherfucker Yeah Anyway, what would happen during the Raisin Hell tour in 86 Is uh, there would be a lot of riots 
Um, what would happen is they some places on the West Coast, there were a lot of gangs, and they would go to the shows and fight with each other at the shows. Yeah, it was, it was really like a shit show. They couldn't control it. No. And the media was starting to blame Run DMC for it. And it really no, it wasn't, wasn't their it fault. Was, uh, it was the fans. It yeah, was and it wasn't like the, the lyrics were driving this because, like no. I said, the lyrics were mostly positive. Um, 1987, they would still be riding high on that album. Yeah. And they would start another tour called the Together Forever Tour with yeah. the Beastie Boys. Yep. Now, I actually saw that in the garden. Now, did you? Yeah. Do you remember anything about it? it was like, I've never seen that. It was like one of the loudest shows I've ever seen in my life. Really? Like, they were loud. It was just like, you know, like you, you would see Jay come out there, and then he's scratching, the scratches now, and then you hear these voices in the background. Beastie Boys opened. And, um, yeah, and right. it was insane. The Beastie Boys were fucking great. They tore yeah. the house. People were, like, fucking... They lost their mind, and then Run DMC came, and it was like the perfect combination. These two bands, and they were perfect for each other. They were. They, they, they fit off. Like the Bishop Boy did about 45 minutes, then Run DMC did like two and a half hours. Wow. They did two hours, How old and they you? played it. I must, have, I must have been like, I think 16, 17, whatever. Wow. I was young. Yeah. I was young, because I, I, I think I was too freaking even. I might even, I might even been young. I was too, I think it was, yeah, I must have been like either high school or. High school, it must have been high school. Well, let's see, it was 80, it was 87. Yeah. What year were you born? I was born in 72. You were 15? 15, yeah. Wow. I was like, yeah, 16, that's, that's yeah. right. I was young, and I and, and my dad gave me something, that it was so easy, it was like, I think my dad gave me like something like $20, and I got a ticket for $12. So you kept the money in. And, and, and that was sitting like in the middle. It, it was wasn't sold out? It, 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 I don't know how I got the ticket. I yeah. just got tickets. Like, Day of the show? Back then, yeah. Yeah, yeah you could. It was yeah, weird. Could. Back could. then, it wasn't like it is now. Like, nah. you would go to the window, you know, the guy would be like, give me $12. He'll give you like, <laughs> one ticket lying it around. Might, it might have even been whatever. So you went by yourself? There. Yeah, I went by myself. Wow. I used to go, I saw um, ACDC like that too by myself. I bought a, a bootleg show outside for like $3, 5 bucks. Yeah, yeah. i seen ACDC a few times at the Garden. Yeah. yeah, they were great in the Garden. Oh, yeah, yeah. But this show was, it, but when I went to that show, it wasn't even vibe. You know, we got a, a show coming time. up on it. Oh yeah, ACDC. definitely. Yeah, I think we should. Um, I think talking right now, I think we might have to do like a show at NWA also because they had an interesting history too. <laughs> yeah, we could get into that a little bit. I think we could, you know, that. in a month or two. Because like um, pretty much the fucking um, what was the um, Guns N' Roses pretty much named the song "Appetite Destruction" after one of the NWA songs. Yeah, I remember that. You yeah, know? they were listening to them. They were listening yeah. to them. Yeah. So when right? Now, after the tour in 87 with the Beastie Boys, they would look to go for a little change of direction. Yeah. Um, and they would start recording an album that became the Tougher Than Leather album. Yeah. <clears throat> they kind of dropped the rock and rap combination yeah. that they were doing. And uh, they got more into, like, sampling beats, yeah. uh, you know, heavy beats and stuff like that. There was also a movie name. There was, like, a satire movie. Yes, there, was a, movie, there was a movie that came out, yeah. <laughs> it was like a... It the, was the, like so, a the songs you have on that album is Run's House. Run's House. Uh, beat... What is it? What's it? Uh, oh, Mary Mary. Mary Mary. Why you bugging. Yeah, right? that was another yep, great yep, song. Yep. Now, it was considered a little bit disappointing, this album, because I think people... We're expecting more of the same. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it didn't sell as well as Raising Hell, but it's become a classic. It is a classic. Okay, I think actually, later on, it picked it up. Did, it did on. pick up later on. Now, late in 88, they would make their second film named after this album yeah. called Tougher Than Leather. 
And like you said, it was kind of a spoof. It was yeah. like a caper movie, you know, like a I mystery. Mean, yeah, I don't. I think, think I saw it once and yeah. it was like, it okay. wasn't that good. Yeah, it was like, ah, yeah, no. Beastie Boys are in it though. Yeah, yeah, they, they and, had a and, bunch and, of people. And Slick Rick. Yeah, Slick Rick, which is like, you know, it was a very. It was like, like it was like, it, they were trying like a, to do like an Abbott and Costello kind of yeah. thing. It was hard. Yeah, like you hard. know, like two knuckleheads. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Um, Nineteen ninety, they would release another album called Back from Hell. Yeah. Uh, it, it was their worst album, worst reviewed album. Uh, it, to- it totally bombed. I don't think anybody knew it was even coming I don't out. Think that album, I don't even remember that. The album. Indus- the industry too. was changing yeah. in '90. Okay, what was big in '90? Grunge was coming. Yeah. Okay, rap had become hip hop. Yeah. Uh, and then there was like this other thing of like that new jack swing. Yeah. Type music in the early '90s. Yeah. Um, you know, and grunge was really becoming. You know. Pop music was becoming heavier. Yeah, with Nirvana by '91. Yeah, and stuff like that. You know what's amazing about these guys? They had seven studio albums. They had seven studio albums. You would think when they first started, they were like taking an album every year in their first. They didn't. Years. They didn't. Well, they well they did yeah, kind of. They, they did kind of, did, of and then well, it spread yeah, out a little bit. Out, but like but their actual career is not all that long. No, it's not that long. But you, you know, look at it. You're thinking yeah. like, oh, I man, mean, there's a comeback some... period, but yeah. kind of, but. Now, like I mentioned, that New Jack swing sound, which I didn't over. really pay any attention to, but it was kind of like a mix of like R&B and rap and yeah. pop. I, I think it was almost like, was Janet Jackson considered that kind of like... Maybe. Then like, you had like a lot of groups, like Jodeci, you had a bunch of groups came out, like yeah. a bunch of like... Yeah. You even had like uh, Belvedere the Bull, all that kind of... Belvedere the Bull, All right. that stuff, kind of, and it was like R&B... And like Janet Jackson was never really R and B. She was considered more like popular music just because right. that's Janet Jack you know, yeah. Michael Jackson's sister. Which was gotcha. very weird. That's the way they did it. But yeah. it, it was a very weird time and your M T V rap started taking off also. Which is funny that they never called it your hip hop. <laughs> it was yeah, called your M T V rap. Yeah. Now the singles off this album would be Pause and The Avenue, both bombed. Yeah, but they, terrible, they, they didn't terrible album. Now DMC was developing a bit of a drinking problem. Oh, serious yeah, he drinking problem. He was a bad problem. alcoholic. Yeah, um, and uh, he even started losing his voice. A little he, bit. Well, he did lose his voice. Yeah. Okay, and Jam Master Jay uh, got into a bad car accident. Yeah, he survived it obviously, but he also got shot. Uh, in 1990 as well, there were two gunshot wounds. I wonder what the hell he was doing. That he, was, guy. He, he was, was up to something. he was up to something. Okay, now in 91, Run would also be accused of raping a college yeah. student in Ohio. The charges would be dropped eventually, yeah. but it was a bad year. 90 and 91 yeah. it was a bad year for the band. Um, in between 91 and 1993, things would change again, and Run and DMC would turn to religion. Yeah. Okay, and uh, start getting. Uh, involved in various churches and and uh, to the point that Rev, it became Reverend Ron. Rev, Reverend Ron. Yeah, Reverend Ron. He had a show. You ever seen this at Ron's house? Yes. He had a show. Yeah. 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 It was, yeah. It was a little funny. Yeah. Yeah. In '93, they would release uh, "Down with the King." Down that with album. The King. I it was a bit that. of a comeback yeah. kind of album. Um, it, it, they brought back a sound of uh, tougher than leather. Yeah. For that, they they they, they disregarded what they were doing with "Back from Hell." Now it, it actually did very well. It entered the charts yeah. at number one. Yep. Number one. 
I think people were like waiting for them to come back and they wanted to see what they it did. It was probably a little why. blowback by 93. Yeah. People were kind of like fed up with yeah. grunge with the, and, yeah, you, know, you know, because there was a lot of shit It in was that. the most different album they also took. It was yeah. different for anything else, but they actually went almost back to their roots in that album. They brought that, yeah, you know, that tough, well, they, they, yeah. didn't go, they didn't do a rap rock thing, no, but, but they, they were more were, like tougher than yeah. leather with a lot of heavy beats. Heavy beats, yeah. Yeah, you know. Now the album actually went platinum, yeah. um, but sadly it would be like their last big hit. Yeah, that's it. No yeah. more after that. Jam Master Jace was was getting interested in his own label that he started called JMJ Records. Yeah, he was and signing Axe. He, he was signing uh, Onyx was the big Onyx, one I yeah. think that he signed. Yep, and he was there was there was a a hit that they had. Called Slam. Yeah, Slam. Do, yeah, do, Slam. Do, yeah, do, yeah. Do, do, let the boys be boys. Right, slam. right, right, right. That was actually a pretty interesting song. I could get into that, but I didn't like most of the other stuff they had. No. I think that was the only song that really. I, I think it was. I think people liked them, but yeah. that was the only one that made a mark. Yeah, because one of the guys like a movie actor. He's like in a bunch of movies. One of the guys that was in Onyx. He's is like he? An actor. Yeah, he yeah. If in, I uh, see him, I know him. I you don't know, know who he is. Yeah. He, he was like in um, Spider-Man: Homecoming. He's in a bunch of those kind of movies. He always played like the token black guy. That's the bad guy. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's pretty much what he does. <laughs> okay. Now, uh, 1993, getting back to Run, he would become an ordained minister. Yep. Um, the band didn't break up, but they were no. kind of like on a. On a hiatus, a little bit of a slowdown. They would occasionally, over the next few years, make uh, sporadic concert appearances. Uh, Jam Master J would produce Onyx and also 50 Cent. Yep. Okay. Uh, when he got started. Yep. Now, um, Run, okay, got divorced and then remarried and was basically focusing on his ministry. Yep. All right. DMC co- collaborated with the Notorious B.I.G. on his 1997 album yeah. called Life After Death yep. on that album. And Run would change his name to Reverend Run. Reverend Run. Right. Yep. But uh, DMC's uh, problems with alcohol would resurface. Yeah. Uh, they would, um, it would kind of like blow up into a prescription drug problem as well. Yeah, he got really okay, bad. He was, getting, he was getting really bad. Now, by 1997... They had done a tour in Europe, uh, and uh, it was out of hand. He was he was fucked yeah. up. He was lumped up. He was definitely lumped up. Yeah. Like he, he was taking pills. He was doing like fucking. He was taking pills and like doing like heavy alcohol, man. Like, a lot of drinking. Like, it's like holy shit, this guy was fucked up to the point that I think did he lose a lot of weight? He lost weight, yeah. and, I, and I think he got to one point one concert. He couldn't even finish it because he was so fucked up. Right now, his his. Vocals were getting bad. Yeah, the well. vocal jam from because yeah. he was getting that graspy like yeah. oh yeah. Now um, they were they were in Europe in 1997 because there were remixes of "It's Tricky" and yeah. "It's Like That" that were actually big hits yeah. in Europe. So they went over there to tour. Yeah. Now by 1999 uh, they would also, and I'm sure you know this, record the theme song for the WWF wrestling oh, stable yeah. DJ Degeneration. Degeneration. Yeah, and the song was called The Kings. The Kings, yeah. Yeah, was that any good? I don't uh, remember. Yeah, that was a song that Triple H and like the Degeneration came out. Yeah. Yeah, it was like, you know, it was one of the, uh, it was like in one was of it the aggression the album. Um, nah, <laughs> the game, the game was, uh, the game was probably the best song, but the original Degeneration X was a great song. Um, but the game, the game by um, Motorhead was pretty good. Yeah. But WWE always got great artists to do their songs. They do. You know, they do. the theme song. Now, if you remember, in the late 90s, you had a lot of, like, rock, rap bands. Yeah. Okay, that were definitely influenced by Run DMC. Oh, yeah. 
bands like Limp Bizkit, yeah. like Corn, Antrax. Corn, okay. Right? Uh, Anthrax was probably in. Who? Anthrax. Well, Anthrax were thrash, but they had that, they did that, uh, they did that one collaboration well, with, um, um, Public Enemy. Public Enemy. Yeah. I thought that was great. That was good. That Bring was good. Bring the noise. Bring the noise. Yeah. Yep. That was good. Yep. And uh, that was a you know that was Anthrax actually organizing yeah. that whole thing. I thought that was great. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Um, now, Run at that point because of all this like rock rap kind of stuff going on, he wanted to go back in the studio and kind of do that stuff yeah. again. Okay. But DMC nah, was, was not into it. Nah. In fact. He, his songwriting was was starting to be influenced by like John Lennon. Yeah. Okay. Surprisingly, and uh, Harry Chapin and Sarah yeah, McLachlan. Yeah. It was he, like what? The like, f- you know, he was writing like these kind of like personal, introspective kind of lyrics that he Run was like. Pussy. Yeah. <laughs> he did. I'm being nice. But yeah, <laughs> got his shit on it, man. Got his shit. Yeah. When you start talking about Sarah McLachlan, you definitely you're have done. a vagina. You're done. Okay, you're, you're, done. De- you're definitely growing you're a vagina done. when that happens. <laughs> now, they were battling heads at this point yeah. as to the direction of the band. They were recording, but DMC would, would sit out a lot of it yeah. because he didn't like the direction. No. And uh, was Run was done. like, fuck it, we're putting an album out anyway. Yeah. So he started having guest appearances by all kinds of people. Everybody from like Third Eye Blind to Method Man. Yeah, that album. Uh, Nas. Yeah. It was, right. like, it, it was, it was all, all over the place. place. Yeah. That's, the one, that's the album called Crown Royal. Yeah, it was shit. Yeah. It was and shit. it was released in 2000. It was, it was absolute garbage. Yeah, now DMC was only on three tracks. Yeah. And that was the big criticism of the album. Yeah. People were saying, well, you know, he's not even involved with it. They were, they were pretty much almost like breaking up at this point. It, things know? were not good. Was, yeah, things, things were not, were not good, good. But but there would be one shining light in the end there because Aerosmith took them on tour. Yep. And uh, that would be a, a very successful tour. Yep. Uh, that basically uh, it it kind of took everybody back, you know, fifteen years or yeah. so to when they were big. But that was, this way. that was a tour like you know oh man I remember these guys let's go see it's like right now there's a tour with like Poison Joining yeah, Def Leppard and, and, all that. and yeah. that's a, you know the, all the fucking dinosaurs are gonna go there's great they're not gonna sound they're gonna sound like absolute shit yeah they're but they'll make a there, lot of money but they're gonna make a lot of money cause people just oh I remember man no yeah. these groups suck yeah no, you, they suck now <laughs> or they might have one original member or something like that you know uh, you're gonna see Vince Neil that looks like 450 Vince Neil, Vince Neil is just like he just looks like a fat old grandma. And it's sad thing some girl's going to blow him. Oh, probably. They're going to be like, no, we love She'll be fat. Guy. She'll be a grandma, too. Nah, you know. There'll no, be there'll be a young one. There'll be a young one. Just to say she did it. Scratch the hard drive. Just to say she did it. Yep. Scratching the hard drive. Okay. That tour, however, was very successful. Yeah. We're going to add some more dates. DMC was actually controlling his drinking, okay, and he felt revitalized. His vocals were not that good, but he was happy to be out on tour. Yeah. But Joe, okay, Ron uh, Simmons, was totally disillusioned, was not into it anymore. Yeah, he was. He was done with hip-hop, okay, and he wanted to basically hang it up. Yeah. He would announce in the middle of that tour, right when they were about to add more dates, I'm done. You're done, yeah. Okay. So they, he jumped I'm off retired. the tour. He's retired. Uh, and that was that was the end of Run DMC. I mean, um, uh, sadly, uh, to put the final nail in the coffin to me. I mean, they, we could talk about the Grammys the other night, but 
But, they, you know, October 30th, 2002, uh, Jay Mizzle, also known as Jam Master Jay, was shot and killed. In the head. In the head. At a recording studio in Queens. And that murder has never been solved, nah. which is a fucking shame. That's like Tupac yeah. and um, yeah. Biggie Small. Yeah. So, you know, so, you, lost, you lost one third of the band. Like that. Yeah. And uh, they would they would occasionally show up in other things. Yeah. They got into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. Uh, they actually played the Grammys the other night. That's what I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to give you some of the acolytes that they did. Right. So in uh, 2007, they were named the greatest hip-hop group of all time by MTV. What year was that? 2007. There was still MTV in 2007? Yeah, there was still MTV. <laughs> and, and the greatest hip-hop artist of all time by VH1, and that was the Hip Hop Honors. Yeah. In 2009, Run-DMC became the second hip-hop group to be inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You know who the first was, right? I think it was Sugar Hill Gang, right? No, Grandmaster Flash. Was it the Grandmaster yeah. Flash? I, mean, I, it was I don't two, think Sugar Hill Gang uh-huh. is there. In 2016, the group received the Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award. Wow. In 19... But I bet they showed that on the fucking show. Yeah. Yeah, and they didn't show Iggy the other night. Fuck you, Grammys. Yeah, that's crazy. And in 2018, Racing Hill was inducted into the National Record Registration by the Library of Congress for being culturally, historically... um, Raising Hell was inducted to the National Recording Registration by the Library of Congress because it was culturally historic and it was actually a significant, very different album that changed the way people think. Yeah, I would would say that. I would say that. Well, well, I just, you know, I wanted the shit on the Grammys. All right. Uh, I actually sat, some of you on my Facebook, you probably heard this story already, but if you don't know, I, you know, Iggy Pop, one of my favorite people of all time, was getting a Lifetime Achievement Award. And I didn't know when they were going to show it. You don't know when it's going to come on. Yeah. So I sat and watched the Grammys for the first time in like 20 years. I'm not a big award show fan. I didn't see that shit. I was watching the Royal Rumble, which was I much sh- more interesting. I, sh- I should have watched that, okay? <laughs> but I was, you know, look, I want to see Iggy. You know, it was nice to see him get a, you know, an award and get recognized. Even though all these years nobody recognized him, but still, it would be nice to just see him there, yeah. okay? So I waited, kept, and I sat through, I don't know. Brutal show. Brutal. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know any of these bands... They're not even worth knowing. Like, like people are telling me, oh, check out this Billie Eilish. Uh, she's interesting. Okay. So she won all these awards, five awards. Yeah, she did and, history. Though, and, I, you know, I was, I was watching some of it, and I would have my phone out, and I YouTube the a video. And I'm listening to it, and I'm like, this is crap. This is just crap. She's more for the younger generation. Like she got you no, know, but, I, I, but they're all acting like she's serious, man. I heard, I heard one like, or two songs. She got some good songs. She got it's like a good artist. She got some bad songs. Uh, I don't. I don't hear it. I, I mean, I listen to like two or three songs. Yeah. I, you know, I don't hear it. Her big song is like bad guy. Bad guy, yeah, and, 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 and then it was like two other videos. I forget the names yeah, of the song. I think that's the only pretty good song that I heard. But she like just whispers through the whole yeah. song. Oh, oh yeah, of course. Like, that's a croaking. I don't get it. I don't know. And I, I listen to weird shit too, so yeah. it's not that I don't like weird stuff. I just don't like stupid stuff. Uh, it's just it's a new generation. Yeah. I'll, 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 I don't know. Um, I mean, I never saw I, I never saw something so talentless. Really, she's not I, talented. No, I, I, I'm not just bashing her. I'm talking about like but the Grammy was the shit. Grammys in general. 
couple of highlights I thought were okay was when like Usher came out and did like a Prince tribute. I thought that wasn't too bad. He did Little Red Corvette. Okay. Yeah. The rest of it, eh. You know. Um, the Grammys. Then, shit but now. but you know what? I'm not even gonna bash people on the Grammys except the the, per, the one I'm gonna bash the most is Aerosmith. Yeah. They had no right being on that fucking stage. They yeah. they suck. And I, I haven't seen them like live in years on anything really. And they really suck. And they're on like they're in Vegas. They got like a residency yeah. in Vegas. Who the fuck would go to Vegas to see them? The same people are gonna see Poison, Journey, and the other thing because people want to relive their youth. Oh my God, Journey! I, I relive my you know that Journey. I, I mean, um, I relive my youth because I never grow Def up. Def Leppard. Def I never grow up. Def so Leppard. Def Leppard. <laughs> Molly Crew. You're gonna see this shit yeah, show. I know. Look, and these I, people are gonna play. They're gonna get the T-shirt. Look, I saw. You know, I saw Kiss last year. I was reliving my yeah, youth a little Kiss bit. Is a lot Kiss better, is like still like. Relevant yeah. as a band, you know. Rolling Stone is still relevant. Yeah, that's yeah, amazing. You know, you know, that's a show. But all these people are gonna go see these shows. But they, but they, yeah. they, they did. They didn't even bring up the drummer from Aerosmith on stage. They didn't use him, and uh, they did walk this way. And I was like, all right, yeah. you're really gonna bring this back? And then Run DMC comes out and. And it's only two thirds of them. Yeah. All right. I don't want to really see that. We've been talking about running. Since we talk about getting back together, who, who, who are they going to have? Who's going to be the DJ? I don't know. I don't know. But that's weird for me to hear that they talk about getting back together. They wouldn't be the same without nah. without Jay. No, it's not the same without Jay. Jay was um, actually. I think Jay was like the glue that held the whole group together. He was like really yeah, like. I mean, you know, he. You know? The whole look was based on him. Yeah. The whole look. Because he yeah. had that look. But the, the one thing they do, they definitely outlived them. <laughs> yes, they did. I'll give them that. Because <laughs> I don't know what Jay was doing that that motherfucker was Jay, getting shot. Jay was up to no good. He was up to no good. So, Mike, how did we get in touch with you? All right. Rocker Mike 212 on Instagram and Rocker Mike 3 on Twitter. And you can find me on Facebook under Michael Baker. Before we go, I want to bring up the new app that we're sponsoring here called Vidgo. Vidgo, yeah. V-I-D-G-O, Vidgo. Check it out. Uh, we had a show yesterday on the Rocker Mike and Rob Presents yep. uh, with Adam from Vidgo, and he went over how this whole thing works. I'll tell you quickly. Check it out. It's on your Android and your iPhone's Play Store. Get the app Vidgo. Basically, it's your streaming television. There's a lot of channels you can pick from. And you can chat underneath it, create like a hangout or a watch party, whatever you want to call it. Uh, you could watch, for instance, the Super Bowl this weekend. And uh, you could have a, a, a watch party going with people, anybody that has the app. Yep. You could comment underneath it, talk about how this game sucks and you change yeah. the channel. Yep. You know, whatever. Okay. Um, I think it's a great idea. Yeah. Uh, you could put up a meme. You could put up a GIF. You could... Have a, a a chat with people, your friends yeah. from other states, all watching the same and show. You know, and you never know, other people from all over the country might also start. Once it gets big enough, people for you can chat with people from all the country. And there's different questions right, about that, right? Right? And there's no. you know he he was talking about on certain shows having actors do Q and A, yep, uh, stuff like so. There's a lot of possibilities with this. This app just came out, literally, yeah, um, and uh, we're definitely pushing it. I yep. think you guys should check it out. Vidgo. Vidgo, yeah. And uh, you can download it so far right now on, on uh, Google Play and on on uh, iTunes. iTunes, you know? right. And it's going to get big. It's going to be on Roku. It's going to be right. on some Roku of the other, is picking it up. Yep. Some of the other uh, streaming services and stuff like that. 
Where can we find you, Rob? And me, you can find me anywhere getting lumped up. It's on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and YouTube. So, oh, yeah. guys, come follow us. Um, give us a like, subscribe to the show, and uh, give us a good ratings. We actually uh, we actually pick a little bit of momentum. We get a lot more viewers and listeners every yeah. every day. We're putting we shows. thank you for that. Yeah, we're actually putting shows almost every day. You're going to find a new show, so you won't get bored. Um, and right now we got enough shows going all the way into the end of February. Into March, yeah. Actually. And actually March because yeah. we'll have the conspiracy. We have a bunch of Rock and Mike and uh, Rock and Mike and Rob present. There's going to be a bunch of them coming out. A lot of rock shows are coming. A lot of rock shows so people enjoy. And remember, don't get, get drunk, drunk. Get, get lumped, lumped up. up, and stay lumped up.